Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team and KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valero and I break down the Chiefs' big win over the Texans and also preview the Week 2 matchup against the Chargers. Joe, I mean, it was great fun to watch uh, the Charger, excuse me, to watch the Chiefs knock out the Texans in the very first NFL game of this year. Um, you know what struck me? I thought, I, th- I thought the Chiefs were going to win um, anyway. They're the more talented team. But mm-hmm. I thought the difference of the game, uh, you know, the Chiefs are big proponents of kind of double dipping. The Patriots are as well, scoring at the end of the half and then deferring so you have the ball first in the second half. Yeah. Toward the end of the first half, you know, it's a 14-7 game. It's still a game. But the Texans drive. They miss a field goal give the Chiefs good field position, they get a field goal themselves, it's 17-7, and then they get the ball first. Clyde Hilaire, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's great all game, scores that long touchdown, it's 24-7, and it's like game over. Do you, do you agree that that's kind of how the game was won, the momentum? Momentum is huge, Jeff, in all sports. And, and I have to, um, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and I think it's really worth noting how I am a big proponent and a big believer that little things at break, we'll call them breaks, mm-hmm. whether it's intermission in hockey, whether it's the half or a quarter, you know, in a certain sport, football, basketball, whatever, or like at a critical time in a baseball game, um, you know, when you think maybe may, maybe you're going to get out of an inning, right, as a pitcher, but somebody hits a single and then a double and somebody scores a run, momentum is huge. And, and I think things that happen like that at the, at the end of halves, especially when you know you've got that 15-minute, 20-minute break coming up, um, I, I think that's huge. And I think that is a really astute point that you bring up, that that really was, to me, where the Chiefs won the game. I mean, yeah, of course, they went on and scored, you know, 17 more points in the second half. But you're right. That three, that quick change of events, um, when you look back, and obviously hindsight's always 2020. You can mm-hmm. look back. But, uh, you know, I think that was just a really long answer and comment to a very pretty short uh, <laughs> statement that you made, Jeff. Yes, I think momentum is huge in sports, professional sports especially. Um, and I think, I think that was really where the game was, was for all intents and purposes, won and lost right there at the end of the, se- at the, end of the second quarter. Uh, totally agree. And we'll get uh, more into breaking down this matchup against the Texans and also previewing the match against the uh, Chargers. But first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
and we're going to talk about the lines for the Chargers game and how whether we think the Chiefs will cover them. But from game spreads and totals, team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, well, Joe, uh, what else stood out to you in the in the Chiefs' uh, 34-20 victory against the Texans? Rookies, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, uh, we're going to have to just put Clyde Edwards-Hilaire into like the Prince category. We're just going to call him Clyde, <laughs> right? At this point, right? And um, save us from from the hyphenated uh, name so we don't trip up on it. But uh, I'll tell you what he didn't do is he didn't trip up on anybody in this game. I, I was super impressed i'm sitting there watching the game with my family and you know they're so you know they're like so you know what are you and jeff talking about what are you guys thinking and i said <laughs> we 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 pretty much came to the conclusion that, that it was going to come down to clyde edwards hilaire that was my opinion um or not come down to him them winning the game obviously but it, what was gonna what was gonna separate this team i think from the rest of the pack going forward was how he performed this week and I could not have been more impressed with that young man I mean he you know as a rookie look I know he played LSU national championships and all that stuff and 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 he's coming out of the SEC it's not like he you know played at podunk U or anything like that I mean used to big games and whatnot but you know the NFL is different I don't care what anybody says you've seen over time right Heisman Trophy winners uh, can't make the transition you know uh, college MVPs, bowl winners, they just can't, you know, they can't make that transition. I, I think he has made it, and I think the Chiefs made it easy for him too, you know, with the scheme that they have um, and what they, the game plan they put up to, to really showcase him. I, I think he's a perfect fit. I, other teams should be really, really scared of a healthy Chiefs team as long as they stay healthy. Another thing, Jeff, I think, you know, the offensive line, you know, um, and Legereus Sneed, obviously one of the other rookies we get, we'll have to talk about him. I told you, I, the offensive line, man, it, it was going to come down and they really came together. I mean, I, I thought they were fantastic. Um, I thought they opened up just the right kind of holes for Clyde. I thought they protected Patrick. Um, and I think they really gelled and I think they really got something going here. Uh, you know, we'll talk a little later about the Chargers, but they're like the opposite right now mm-hmm. up front. They're just all beat up and battered after week one. And, uh, you know, even after their, their short training camp, you know, they're all beat up on the front line. And I think that's where the Chargers are going to have to really – they're going to lose a lot of sleep, uh, that team, thinking about what the Chiefs defense is going to do, you know, as long as Okafor's healthy and can come back from that injury that kept him out for the remainder of the fourth quarter. But, uh, you know, I think – the uh, the offensive line was super impressed, and of course I'm going to say that, right? I'm an offensive lineman. I'm going to say that they were where the game was won, but I, I thought they were I thought they were fantastic. You know, our listeners were shocked, of course, but yeah, right. you know, you're absolutely right, Joe. Um, you know, Semley had a couple really on those running plays, had a couple really good blocks. Mm-hmm. The only thing that happened earlier, and it's more noteworthy just because how shocked I was. I mean, this this is more shows how good the Chiefs were. You probably know what I'm going to say. Mitchell Schwartz Mitchell giving Schwartz. up that sack, and I was just um, and I actually forget the Texas defender. But I was more just like my mouth was again. I'm like Schwartz. He never like he never Schwartz, gives yeah. up anything. He, but you know, just it happens to everybody. And that the offensive line was great from there out. Especially like you said, clearing the way for Edwards Claire. And how about just the workload for this guy? He doesn't really have an off season or preseason. You know, he's come from college. So you know, 
at least the, the Chiefs have been – granted, he played in the championship game, but that was still – you know, uh, the Chiefs were playing for a whole other month for the, the rest of the Chiefs except for the rookies. That's what I'm trying to say. But, and, you know, Edwards Hilaire, a rookie, just to handle that workload and that conditioning without much preparation, can't say enough about him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I was going back to the Mitchell Schwartz sack. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you watch it, what what happens and on a pass rush like that is is I used to, you know, um, you're I used to tell the offensive line when I coached when I coached high school football. You know, your head follows your hands, and and I think what happened on that play is 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 for some reason. Mitch was just a little stiff and, mm-hmm. and the, the outside rusher got his hand and his head followed it and he, it just took his whole body down. So picture, you know, an offensive tackle sticking his hands out to, to try to get hands on that defensive end. And then if the defensive end does like a chop and he chops his hands down and he catches your wrists and then if your hands go down, if you, if you let your head follow your hands and you don't keep your head back, that's what happened to Mitchell. He ne- that never happens to him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. We could make a million excuses, you know, training camp, no preseason games, whatever. But, you know, that was definitely uncharacteristic. And, uh, and I'm sure he's going to learn from it. He's going to watch the film. And that's – I guarantee you that's not going to happen again to Mitchell Schwartz. He's, he's, he's too smart of a player. And, you know, that could be just some – early game jitters or whatever, you know, something like that happens. But all in all, I, I have to agree. I thought the offensive line was, was fantastic. Um, we were, I thought you and I were pretty spot on with our predictions. I mean, I, we both had around this, the, the margin. Um, I wrote them down this time. I wanted to make sure I, you know, I wrote down our scores. I had, uh, I had the Chiefs uh, 42 to 28, if you remember, um, which would, you know, which would have been, you know, a very similar uh, type uh, uh difference right 14 yeah, you points. had the exact margin you had 14 points because so. i just thought you know i thought what i did think what the mistake i made is i thought the chiefs i thought houston i thought it would be closer at the end of the half and it could have been right right if, again if, that if, that play that field goal that that totally changed you know i really think it's a different chiefs still win that game regardless i think yeah it, it totally changed uh I mean, it allowed the Chiefs to break away at that moment. Yeah. Jeff, I wanted to ask you, what did you think of our comments about, or at least my comments? I, I know you were you kind of agreed. Um, but what did you think of offenses versus defense getting started and getting revved up? Do you, did you, do you, agree, do you still agree after what we were talking earlier before we came on about how we watched a lot of the games, right? How can you not, right, as a football fan, watch all this great football that was going on? Do you think defenses had a tougher time getting revved up than the offenses? The, what I kind of predicted. I mean, just wanted to get your opinion on that. Um, if you, and thought I, I totally I was agree with that. you, but I didn't see it that much in week one. I didn't see a lot of missed tackles. Yeah. I, what one of my impressions that was clearly evident. This, this was clearly shown in the Chiefs game, but throughout the NFL weekend as a whole, is how crisp and clean the games were. I thought we were going to, with no preseason, I thought it was going to be so sloppy. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, the Chiefs had one penalty all game. That that that's fantastic, and that the fact that they had such a clean game was one reason that they won so easily. But yeah, I was really um, su- surprised about that, and it gives it makes me think. We've talked a little bit about this how uh, training camp, the days of two a days of uh, mm-hmm. that's the thing of the past. It's becoming quite antiquated. And that preseason doesn't need to be four games. I think this is further proof. If you can put this kind of product yeah. uh, out there without the sloppiness, preseason is really not necessary. It's really going to get chopped down, even in the non 
pandemic year. Yeah, I, I just w- I wanted to get your opinion on that because I you know I know when you know I know when I I can admit when I'm wrong and uh-huh. and I don't think I don't think I was wrong I don't think I was like egregiously wrong in in the fact that the offenses I think performed a little better than the defenses. But the NFL proved me at least, you know, mildly to semi wrong that the defenses really did come out swinging. And I, I was really happy to see that. And I could not agree with you more that the product that was out there on the field was was really, really something. Like you said, with no camp, real camp to speak of, not a lot of OTAs, no preseason games. I was super impressed. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you watch some of these startup leagues and you see, you know, some really sloppy play. And, and you know, I did see maybe more dropped passes than I thought I would yeah, see. Right. Like I thought, I thought the offenses were going to be a lot more humming and the defenses were going to struggle. And I think, I think they kind of met in the middle. And I'm, and I'm, willing, I'm willing to admit that. And the Texans certainly uh, dropped a lot of passes. And speaking of the Texans offense, you know, that that's the Texans offense against the Chiefs defense. That's really where I was the most impressed. Look, we all know the Chiefs have an all-world offense with an mm-hmm. all-world quarterback. And the Texans, um, they were not good. They, they struggled on defense last year. And they, they might have even gotten worse. D.J. Reader, a very underrated player we've talked about, a defensive mm-hmm. lineman who's now on the Bengals. Uh, so I, I knew the Chiefs would kind of uh, have their way with her. But Deshaun Watson's still a great quarterback. Uh, David Johnson showed that he's got something. And while they lost DeAndre Hopkins, a huge, huge loss. Uh, the fact that the Chiefs really shut down the Texans' drive until really the game was well out of hand and some garbage yeah. yardage and garbage points, um, yeah. that, that really impressed me. Yeah, and I got you dovetail on what you were saying about their defense. I knew – that the Chiefs were going to have their way with the Texans when J.J. Watt was lining up all over the place. Like, I, I, at one point, I expected him to be lined up at D-back um, <laughs> because I think they feel like they're so under-talented on the defense that they've got to use him. Like, when they lined him up, he, you know, they lined him up in the interior because they were, you know, and you heard, uh, heard the announcers kind of say, well, you know, they're, they're trying to take advantage of it. No, that was, that was, they were scheming to try to just do something a little different because if they didn't, they were going to get just, they were going to get run over. Uh, and I think they tried to use J.J. Watt in some unique situations, like on the interior. He's not, you know, that's not where he lives. You know, he, he doesn't really live in there. He's a big dude. And don't get me wrong. He can, he can play defensive tackle if he really put his mind to it, but that's not where he's going to live and, and make his hay. I mean, he's going to be doing it on the outside and, you know, stopping the outside run and, and rushing the passer. And once I saw them putting him on the interior, I felt like that was a desperate move on, on Houston's part to try to make something happen. And, um, you know, the interior of, of the Chiefs line, just whenever he did line up inside, they took care of him. And it wasn't really – he was not – he to me, he was – wasn't really a factor in that game. I mean, he did get to the quarterback a little bit. He put a couple of hits on Patrick, but I just think he was I think he was a non-factor in my opinion in that game other than his his inspirational leadership which he always brings. Totally agreed. I I think he I saw him make a play like early uh, in the first quarter and then I really didn't see or hear him uh the, of him the, the rest of the game. Um, yeah. So Yeah, it was very, I was just surprised that he didn't do as much. But you know what? When you lose a lot of talent like they lost, you, you, can't, you have nobody to compliment it, right? That's what great teams do. They, they compliment their talent, um, you know, with more talent. And I think that's what the Chiefs did with Clyde, you know? I mean, it's, they, they just, they're, they've 
that offensive playbook is, whew, man, they've really opened that thing up having him in the backfield. And I think the Chiefs will face uh, a better defense with, with more playmakers in the Chargers this week. But I think we both like the matchup. Our, our friends, our sponsors here at Bet Online have the Chiefs right now, and this could obviously change as we get closer to Sunday, but uh, as eight and a half point favorites. Yeah. Um, how, how do you see this shaking out, Joe? I think I think the Chiefs are going to. I, you know, I'd go higher. I I think I'd go with the Chiefs on this one. I, I think it's I think it's going to be another at least fourteen, maybe a seventeen point win for the Chiefs, even on the road. I th- I just don't think the Chargers have you know watching them against the Bengals. Um, you know, neither team is is even in the ballpark. I think with with even the Texans as as, as up and down as the Texans were, I think the Texans beat both of those teams, mm-hmm. um, the Bengals and the Chargers, uh, maybe not handily, but they definitely, they win that game. So, you know, I see this game not to go, I know we always do our predictions towards the end, but, you know, I see this game, you know, being a road game, uh, you know, I see this, you know, 35-17, you know, kind of a game. I, you know, I think the Chargers will score. I think they'll, you know, they'll they'll make some things happen. They're gonna they're gonna do what they can to take advantage of, um, you know, uh, of, of some of the Chiefs' injuries and things, and, and maybe take advantage of that young secondary. But, you know, I, I was impressed by the Chargers' ability to score late and come back. I thought that was that was an, you know, that was good for them. Um, and it's AFC West, so you never know what can happen. But I I'm going 35-17. But I think it's a I think I think it's a pole to pole win for the Chiefs. I think they get out early, 10, 10 nothing into the ha- end of the quarter, first quarter. And, uh, you know, and then it's going into halftime. It's, you know, 17, 21 points for the Chiefs. And the Chargers will just, will just like, they'll just chug along. And for every, every score that, you know, uh, that, that the Chargers uh, put up, I think the Chiefs will put up three, you know, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal. Um, I think that's how they get to that 35-17. I totally agree with that uh, prediction. Um, It's interesting, too. Andy Reid, so fantastic after a bye. And they kind of have like a mini bye here with the early game on Thursday, kind of an extra half week. And that makes me even bullish, more bullish on on the Chiefs winning by about that margin. We were even talking uh, before uh, going uh, on the pod here that for our Survivor League, you know, do we pick like – it's definitely one of the candidates for this week. That's how confident uh, we are. We just too is I will talk. You mentioned uh, some of the chiefs injuries. Uh, the chiefs secondary is a concern. Uh, Traveris Ward, who's their best cornerback. They were already thin at cornerback mm-hmm. uh, before Traveris Ward, who's their best cornerback broke his hand. We don't know um, if he'll play. He already, he had surgery or if he does play, how effective he will be. They're going to be very thin there. Um, Alex Brown is out for the year. Rashad Breland is on suspension. But as we're kind of talking uh, off air here, I, I don't think that – so this is a, a weakness and a concern to, to, to look at for the Chiefs, but I don't think the Chargers in a, are in a place right now to really expose it. They have very good receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, tight end Hunter Henry, but Trod Taylor, who we both really like, is not kind of that downfield threat. Um, so I don't think that will be an issue. But – Another guy I'm really curious to see, Legereus Sneed will be in the crosshairs again. The rookie fourth-round pick, defensive coordinator, said during training camp 
Um, you know, he's kind of a work in progress. That's kind of how he was describing Snead. Well, the, he ended up starting, playing the majority of the snaps, and he was great. A couple uh, passes defended, that interception. Um, he's a guy to watch in this matchup again, Joe. Absolutely, Jeff. Couldn't agree with you more there. And here's the, here's the bonus. Here's the plus. Uh, that defense gets to practice against the Chiefs' offense every day. <laughs> right. And, and I'm telling you, that means something. You know, that really means something. When, when you have the opportunity every single day to go against Patrick Mahomes and, and the receiving core that they have all the way up and down that receiving core, and then you throw in now uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire to, to have to deal with him in practice, you know, coming out of the backfield and, you know, with him as a running threat and, and what they can do with him offensively. I, that's why I think the longer this team practices together – the better that defense is going to become. Um, and then each game, right, they're going to get a little bit better and a little bit better. And I, and I, think, I, think, that's a huge, um, I think that's a huge bonus for the Chiefs' defense is that, you know, they, they, have, they get to practice against that, that offense every day. And fortunately, you know, we've got a little bit of ways to go before we really – not that Deshaun Watson isn't a premier quarterback, because if they can hold up against him um, the way they did, then, you know, more power to them. But, you know, they don't – Cam Newton, you know, coming in um, on on the 4th of October, and then, and then you know, then you got the Raiders and then and then the Bills. So, you're, you know, we got, a, we got some time for this defense to develop and to really gel and come together. So I'm I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. I really I'm really not. I think this this defensive backfield is going to get better with each week. And they don't have you know it's not like they've got you know the 2005 Patriots you know coming into town next week. You mm-hmm. know two weeks into the season where you know they're you know you remember or or like you know the old Rams team right greatest show on turf. You know, they don't have any game like that for quite a while. So hopefully they'll – I'm going to use this term again. I've overused it already in our pods uh, this year. But there's sea legs under them um, going into the stretch, I think. That's, that's my take on, on my not worrying about this defensive backfield. You know, the Chargers, too, another um, thing that goes to the Chiefs' advantage here. The Chargers do have a lot of talent. I mean, uh, Joey Bosa, really good. Melvin Ingram – uh, they now have Chris Harris, the former Broncos cornerback, who's really good, um, is now on another AFC West team. Uh, Casey Hayward in um, in the secondary, also very good. But, Joe, the Chargers just always seem snake bit. Derwin James, one of the best at his position. He's yeah. out for maybe the year. They lost to linebacker Tranquil already in week one. They, they just – it just always seems like they have – bad luck and I kind of think that's going to continue uh, you also mentioned some of the injuries on the offensive line for the Chargers oh, and, they're, and they're, they're shuffling all around right I mean Mike Pouncey fantastic center uh he was inactive against the Bengals he has a hip injury we'll see what happens with him so they took their left guard moved him to center Forrest Lamp comes in you know he jumps in at the left guard spot the right guard Trey Turner was out with a knee injury was replaced by Ryan Groy so they're just they're 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 jumping all around right now and um you know we've seen it happen to the chiefs sometimes when you know when they were getting into a little bit of that injury rotation you know things get a little wonky um and and i think that's where i think that's going to help take the pressure off of the defensive backfield is what steve spagnola can put together 
from a rush package to, um, to keep passes from, from even getting to that point. Right. So the pressure up front, it's like that old saying, you know, your best defense is a good offense. Well, your best defensive, uh, coverage is, is a good pass rush. Um, and, and I think if they can get after Tyrod, you know, and, and keep him from, you know, even getting a chance to look downfield, that's only, that's only going to help. And, you know, it all, it's a domino effect, right? If they can't protect the quarter, if they can't protect the quarterback and the chiefs can really put together a blitz package and, you know, get after him. um, I don't even think we're going to see too much action for the defensive backfield to even be exposed from. That's a great point with that. That is clearly the weakness going into chargers, clearly know it but can they um can they even work that to their advantage you know joe I, i'm curious your take on this i thought the texans had an interesting tragedy they again they didn't have any preseason or anything to go off of it's the uh first week they're kind of said you know what we're going to take mahomes is so killer on those deep vertical plays we're going to take that we're going to focus on take everything deep away from the chiefs and make them kind of and so what the chiefs did is they nickel and dimed uh the texas exactly. to death. most people said you know his numbers weren't great just 211 yards but he was so accurate in his passes including this touchdown passes rolling out he was spectacular and edwards hilaire is spectacular if i'm a, a defense and there's there, there's no you, you can't stop the chiefs you're just trying to do your best to contain them i actually uh more i i come up more and let them have the deep pass because it's like, yes, you're going to get beat, but I'd rather – at least you're going to get the ball back quickly. Uh, the time of possession was huge in the Chiefs' win over the Texans. And, you know, again, I, I kind of let the Chiefs score quickly, or you don't want to let them. But if they're going to score one way, you want them to score quickly and then hopefully try and wear them down. Um, that, that's kind of the strategy I would take. What, what, what would your – tactic be yeah jeff you're absolutely right time of possession was huge right 34 almost 35 minutes to to the 25 minutes plus that the texans had the ball and the chiefs did exactly like you said they they just basically uh nickeled and dimed them and you know when we had dana news on right and we and we talked to him right being an ex-receiver you know we talked about what the chiefs can do across the field as well you know, when you saw, when you see some of the, especially the touchdown catches that, that they've had, like that's why the Chiefs are so darn good in the red zone. Um, because, you know, what happens to quarterbacks and offenses, the closer you get to the goal line and, and you shrink that field, right? It's so tight in there. It doesn't matter if you have wide receivers that can run four zero forties. It doesn't matter where are they going. You know, where mm-hmm. when you're on the 15, 20 yard line going in, right? And you know, we used to, you know, call the call it the gold zone. Marty used to call it the gold zone. He goes, I don't like this red zone stuff. I'm gonna call it the gold zone because we're going for the gold. Um, but you know, you get inside the red zone and you know, you I could play wide receiver at that point, right? You mm-hmm. clock me on a calendar when I run the 40 yard dash, but because it doesn't matter because you know, you could sp- Sprint all the way down the field, and it, where are you going? You're going to the end of the end zone. So I think one of the things that um, you know this this chief does team does is, and we talked about this with Danan, is they they basically stretch the field um, vertically, and what it does is it you know it just keeps them 
everybody on their toes. So, you know, I, I think I think that's why this team is so effective and they're so scary because they can take you deep, they can take you across. So, okay, yeah, we'll take away the deep ball. And then you post Travis Kelsey up. And then you have Tariq and, and Watkins, you know, doing crossing routes and just running blazing 40-yard uh, dashes across the field from hash to hash. So, you know, it's 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 pretty tough package to cover. For sure. Joe, give us, before we uh, sign off here, give us one uh, matchup that the listeners uh, should be really checking out in this game on Sunday. Well, you know, I, I mean, obviously the Chargers don't have um, – you know they don't have a they don't have a, a a huge team of stars, right? I mean, I think if I were a fan, I would I would watch and see if the Chargers defense can do something with um, you know Joey Bosa and some of the defensive fronts and throw some schemes um, at the Chiefs to uh, to confuse the line that you know that is still relatively new playing together, right? I mean not. I mean, not really with Kaseme. I mean, he's got his – he's figured it out. I mean, he's a, he's a wily veteran. He, there's not a lot you're going to throw at him. Um, but I, I still think that's where you have to attack. Right? I mean, listen, this offense is great, doesn't really have any weaknesses, but that's that's what I would do is try and force them to go deep and hopefully hope that pressure can get to Mahomes. But. That's it. So that's my that's my take. I think that the, if, I were, if I were a fan, you know, I would watch on – when the Chiefs have the ball – I would watch, you know, what uh, what they can do to try to disrupt Patrick, which which is um, you know almost impossible to do. He's got eyes in the back of his head. Um, and then I think when the when the Chargers have the ball, um, you know, I think basically what what is the what is Coach Bagnola going to do the same thing? How is he going to disrupt Tyrod to keep him from making mistakes or exposing that young? inexperienced and, 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 you know, almost kind of like, you know, tough defensive backfield that we have right now in that mix. So I think it's going to come down to what each team's defensive scheme can do to throw the other quarterback off. Um, that's, that's my take on it. So I, I would watch the defensive line play. I'd watch the offensive line play, see what's happening up front and see if the chargers can, you know, can, um, you know, can, can, can do something on, on de- offense to, to take advantage of this defensive backfield that the Chiefs have. And then also at the same time, see what, you know, Coach Bagnola can do to really disrupt it. Great take, Joe, and great point. Well, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.